0: Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Right here in Hive, Kent, southeast e- England, next to the English Channel, just down the road from Folkestone and further down the road from Canterbury. That's the section of the world that we're in now, and we're trying to create a f- safe haven for all sincere souls who want to uh, want shelter from the uh, material energy, which is very toxic nowadays, always, but especially nowadays, uh, real happiness. To hear Srila Prabhupada's books in the assembly of other like-minded devotees is real happiness um, and real knowledge. Srimad uh, Bhagavatam Stotram from Sri Krishna Lilistava uh, text four twelve to four sixteen. By Srila Sanatana Goswami, uh, glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam and by uh, relationship, the Bhagavad Gita, which, we, which we, we're reading every day now. It goes like this Sarva Piyusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaya, Sarva Lokaika Prada, O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, <coughs> rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva-Bhagavata-prana Śrīmad-Bhagavata-prabho Kali-dvāndodita-ditya Śrī Krishna parivartita O life, heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pathaya, Sarva Sarvadasavasevaya, Sri Krishnaya most. I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down, down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Marika Bando Matsangeen Madgudobad Mahadana Bhagya Mad namo My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master. My great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy. I bow down to you. A sadhu, sadhu tadayin, atini chochitakada, Chakadachin Mam Premnarit Kanta Yokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please Never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo
1: Bhagavate
2: <coughs>
0: So here we are, um, filled up already by hearing the most confidential knowledge, the ninth chapter. And now Krishna is continuing to explain himself to Arjuna. Uh, This chapter is a very important chapter. It contains the four seed verses of the Bhagavad Gita, just like the Srimad Bhagavatam has the four. Chachu Shloki, four verses spoken by Lord Brahma to Narada, uh, which contain the whole Bhagavatam, which is actually 18,000 verses. So this chapter 10 of the Bhagavad Gita, the opulence of the Absolute, contains the four seed verses of the Bhagavad Gita, and in detail how we can think of Krishna, at least in the beginning. Bhagavad Gita as it is. Chapter 10 The Opulence of the Absolute All wondrous phenomena showing power, beauty, grandeur or sublimity either in the material world or in the spiritual world are but partial manifestations of Krishna's divine energies and opulence. As the supreme cause of all causes and the support and essence of everything, Krishna is the supreme object of worship for all beings. Text one. sri Bhagavan Uvacha Buya eva Maha Baho Sri Nume Padamang Bajaha Yateham Priyamanaya vakshami Hitekam Yaya. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Listen again, O mighty-armed Arjuna. Because you are my very dear friend, for your benefit I shall speak to you further, giving knowledge that is better than what I have already explained. PURPORT The word Bhagavan is explained thus by Parashamuni, who is... One who is full in six opulences, who has full strength, full fame, wealth, knowledge, beauty, and renunciation, is Bhagavan, or the Supreme Personality of Godhead. While Krishna was present on this earth, he displayed all six opulences. Therefore, great sages like Parasharabhuni have all accepted Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now Krishna is instructing Arjuna in more confidential knowledge of his opulences and his work. Previously, beginning with the seventh chapter, the Lord has already explained his different energies and how they are acting. Now in this chapter, he explains his specific opulences to Arjuna. In the previous chapter he has clearly explained his different energies to establish devotion in firm conviction. Again in this chapter he tells Arjuna about his manifestations and various opulences. The more one hears about the Supreme God, the more one becomes fixed in devotional service. One should always hear about the Lord in the association of devotees. That will enhance one's devotional service. Discourses in the society of devotees can take place only among those who are really anxious to be in Christian consciousness. Others cannot take part in such discourses. The Lord clearly tells Arjuna that because Arjuna is very dear to him, for his benefit, such discourses are taking place. Text two Na Me Vidu sudagana, Prababang na Maharshayaha Aham Adir Hidevanam Maharshinam Chasarvashaha. Neither the hosts of demigods nor the great sages know my origin or opulences, for in every respect I am the source of the demigods and sages. Purport As stated in the Brahma-sangita, Lord Krishna is the Supreme Lord. No one is greater than Him. He is the cause of all causes, Here it is also stated by the Lord personally that He is the cause of all the demigods and sages. Even the demigods and great sages cannot understand Krishna. They can understand neither His name nor His personality. So what is the position of the so-called scholars of this tiny planet? No one can understand why this Supreme God comes to earth as an ordinary human being and executes such wonderful uncommon activities one should know then that scholarship is not the qualification necessary to understand Krishna even the demigods and the great sages have tried to understand Krishna by their mental speculation and they have failed to do so in the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam Also, it is clearly said that even the great demigods are not able to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They can speculate to the limits of their imperfect senses and can reach the conclusion of impersonalism, of something opposite to what is manifested by the three qualities of material nature, or they can imagine something by mental speculation But it is not possible to understand Krishna by such foolish speculation. Here the Lord indirectly says that if anyone wants to know the Absolute Truth, here I am present as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I am the Supreme. One should know this. Although one cannot understand the inconceivable Lord, Who is personally present, He nonetheless exists. We can actually understand Krishna, who is eternal, full of bliss and knowledge, simply by studying His words in Bhagavad Gita and Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. The conception of God as some ruling power or as the impersonal Brahman can be reached by persons who are in the inferior energy of the Lord. But the conception of God but but the personality of Godhead cannot be conceived unless one is in the transcendental position. Because most men cannot understand Krishna in his actual situation, out of his causeless mercy he descends to show favor to such speculators. Yet despite the Supreme Lord's uncommon activities, these speculators, due to contamination in the material energy, still think that the impersonal Brahman is the Supreme. Only the devotees who were fully surrendered unto the Supreme Lord can understand, by the grace of the Supreme Personality, that He is Krishna. The devotees of the Lord do not bother about the impersonal Brahman conception of God. Their faith and devotion bring them to surrender immediately unto the Supreme Lord and out of the causeless mercy of Krishna, they can understand Krishna. No one else can understand Him. So even great sages agree. What is ātma? What is the Supreme? It is He whom we have to worship. Text 3. Yomam Ajamanadimcha cha, Loka Meheshwaram Asamudak Samartyeshu Sarvapapai Pramuchite. He who knows me as the unborn, as the beginningless, as the, as the Supreme Lord of all the worlds, he only, undeluded among men, is freed. From all sins. Purport. As stated in the seventh chapter, seven three, Manusha Namsahasre Shu Kusjit Yatiti Sidaye. Yet those who are trying to elevate themselves to the platform of spiritual realization are not ordinary men. They are superior to millions and millions of ordinary men. Who have no knowledge of spiritual realization. But out of those actually trying to understand their spiritual situation, one who can can come to the understanding that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the proprietor of everything, the unborn, is the most successful spiritually realized person. In that stage only, When one has fully understood Krishna's supreme position, can one be free completely from all sinful reactions? Here the Lord is described by the word aja, meaning unborn, but He is distinct from the living entities who are described in the second chapter as aja. The Lord is different from the living entities who are taking birth and dying due to material attachment. The conditioned souls are changing their bodies, but His body is not changeable. Even when He comes to the, this material world, He comes as the same, unborn. Therefore, in the fourth chapter it is said that the Lord, by His internal potency, is not under the inferior material energy, but is always in the superior energy. In this verse, the words Loka Meheshwaram indicate that one should know that Lord Krishna is the supreme proprietor of the planetary systems of the universe. He was existing before the creation and he is different from his creation. All the demigods were created within this material world, but as far as Krishna is concerned, it is said that He is not created. Therefore, Krishna is different even from the great demigods like Brahma and Shiva. And because He is the creator of Brahma, Shiva and all the other demigods, He is the supreme person of all planets. Sri Krishna is therefore different from everything that is created. And anyone who knows Him as such immediately becomes liberated from all sinful reactions one must be liberated from all sinful activities to be in the knowledge of the supreme lord only by devotional service can he be known and not by any other means as stated in bhagavad gita one should one should not try one should not try to understand krishna as a human being. As stated previously, only a foolish person thinks him to be a human being. This is again expressed here in a different way. A man who is not foolish, who is intelligent enough to understand the constitutional position of the Godhead, is always free from all sinful reactions. If Krishna is known as the son of Devakī, then how can he be unborn? That is also explained in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. When he appeared before Devakī and Vasudev, he was not born as an ordinary child. He appeared in his original form. And then he transformed himself into an ordinary child. Anything done under the direction of Krishna is transcendental it cannot be contaminated by material reactions which may be auspicious or inauspicious. The conception that there are things auspicious and inauspicious in the material world is more or less a mental concoction because there is nothing auspicious in the material world. Shall I repeat that again? Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) The conception that there are things auspicious and inauspicious it is more the conception that there are things auspicious and inauspicious in the material world is more or less a con- mental concoction because there is nothing auspicious in, this, in the material world. Everything is inauspicious because the very material nature is inauspicious. We simply imagine it to be auspicious. Real auspiciousness depends on activities in Krishna consciousness in full devotion and service. Therefore, if we at all want our activities to be auspicious, then we should work under the direction of under the directions of the Supreme Lord. Such directions are given in authoritative scriptures such as Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam and Bhagavad-gītā or from a bona fide spiritual master. Because the spiritual master is the representative of the Supreme Lord, his direction is directly the direction of the Supreme Lord. The spiritual master, saintly persons and scriptures direct in the same way. There is no contradiction in these three sources. All actions done under the direction, all all actions done under such direction are free from the reactions of pious or impious activities of this material world. The transcendental attitude of the devotee in the performance of activities is actually that of renunciation and this is called sannyās. As stated in the first verse of the sixth chapter of Bhagavad-gītā, one who acts as a matter of duty because he has been ordered to do so by the Supreme Lord and who, do, and who does not seek shelter in the fruits of his activities, Anashritak karmapalam is a true renouncer. Anyone acting under the direction of the Supreme Lord is actually a sannyasi and a yogi and not the man who has simply taken the dress of a sannyasi or a pseudo-yogi. Texts 4 and 5 BUDHIR jñanam ASAMOHA chama SATYAM DAMA SAMAHA Sukam dukam bhavo bhavo bhayam cha bhayameva cha ahimsa samatha tushtis tatapodanam yesho yashaha bhavanti bhava bhutanam mata eva pritag vidaha Intelligence, knowledge, freedom from doubt and delusion. Forgiveness, truthfulness, control of the senses, control of the mind, happiness and distress, birth, death, fear, fearlessness, nonviolence, equanimity, satisfaction, austerity, charity, fame, and infamy. All these various qualities, all these various qualities of living beings are created by me, alone. PURPORT The different qualities of living entities, be they good or bad, are all created by Krishna, and they are described here. Intelligence refers to the power to analyze things in their proper perspective, and knowledge refers to understanding what is spirit and what is matter. Ordinary knowledge obtained by a university university education pertains only to matter Mm -hmm. and it is not accepted here as knowledge. Knowledge means knowing the distinction between spirit and matter. In modern education, there is no knowledge about spirit. They are simply taking care of the material elements and bodily needs. Therefore, academic knowledge is not complete. Asamoha, freedom from doubt and delusion, can be achieved when one is not hesitant, and when he he understands the transcendental philosophy. Slowly but surely, he becomes free from bewilderment. Nothing should be accepted blindly. Everything should be accepted with care and caution. Chama, tolerance and forgiveness, should be practiced. One should be tolerant and excuse the minor offenses of others. Satyam truthfulness means that facts should be presented as they are for the benefit of others facts should be not should not be misrepresented according to social conventions it is said that one can speak the truth only when it is palatable to others but that is not truthfulness the truth should be spoken in a straightforward way so that others will understand actually what the facts are. If a man is a thief and if people are warned that he is a thief, that is truth. Although sometimes the truth is unpalatable, one should not refrain from speaking it. Truthfulness demands that the facts be presented as they are for the benefit of of others. That is the definition of truth. Control of the senses means that the senses should not be used for unnecessary personal enjoyment. There is no prohibition against meeting the proper needs of the senses, but unnecessary sense enjoyment is detrimental for spiritual advancement. Therefore, the senses should be restrained from unnecessary use. Similarly, one should restrain the mind from unnecessary thoughts. That is called shama. One should not spend one's time pondering over earning money. That is a misuse of the thinking power. The mind should be used to understand the prime necessity of human beings and that should be presented authoritatively the power of thought should be developed in association with persons who are authorities in the scriptures saintly persons and spiritual masters sukham pleasure or happiness should always be in that which is favorable for the cultivation of the spiritual knowledge of krishna consciousness and similarly that which is painful or which causes distress is that which is unfavorable for the cultivation of Krishna consciousness. Anything favorable for the development of Krishna consciousness should be accepted and anything unfavorable should be rejected. Bhāva, birth, should be understood to refer to the body. As far as the soul is concerned, there is neither birth nor death that we have discussed in the beginning of Bhagavad-gītā. Birth and death apply to one's embodiment in the material world. Fear is due to worrying about the future. A person in Krishna consciousness has no fear because, his, because by his activities he is sure to go back to the spiritual sky, back home. Back to Godhead. Therefore, his future is very bright. Others, however, do not know what their future holds. They have no knowledge of what the next life holds, so they are therefore in constant anxiety. If we want to get free from anxiety, then the best course is to understand Krishna and be situated always in Krishna consciousness. In that way, we'll, we will be free from all fear. In the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, 11.2.37, it is stated, bhayam dwitiya bibine shita Fear is caused by our absorption in the illusory energy. But those who are free from the illusory energy, those who are confident, that they are not the material body that they are spiritual parts of the supreme personality of godhead and who are therefore engaged in the transcendental service of the supreme godhead have nothing to fear their future is bright their future is very bright this fear is a condition of persons this fear is a condition of persons who are not in krishna consciousness Abhayam, fearlessness, is possible only for one in Krishna consciousness. Ahimsa, non violence, means that one should not do anything which will put others into misery or confusion. Material activities that are promised by so many politicians, sociologists, philanthropists, etc do not produce very good results because the politicians and phila- philanthropists have no transcendental vision they do not know what is actually beneficial for human society Ahimsa means that people should be trained in such a way that the full utilization of the human body can be achieved the human body is meant for spiritual realization so any movement or any commissions which do not further that end commit violence on the human body that which further's the spiritual that which further's the future spiritual happiness of the people in general is called nonviolence samata equanimity refers to freedom from attachment and aversion to be very much attached or to be very much detached is not the best this material world should be accepted without attachment or aversion that which is favorable for prosecuting Krishna consciousness should be accepted that which is unfavorable should be rejected that is called samata, equanimity a person in Krishna consciousness has nothing to reject and nothing to accept save in terms of its usefulness in the prosecution of Krishna consciousness. Tushti satisfaction, means that one should not be eager to gather more and more material goods by unnecessary activity. One should be satisfied with whatever is obtained by the grace of of the Supreme Lord that is called satisfaction tapas means austerity or penance there are many rules and regulations in the Vedas which apply here like rising early in the morning and taking a bath sometimes it is very troublesome to rise early in the morning But whatever voluntary trouble one may suffer in this way is called penance. Similarly, there are prescriptions for fasting on certain days of the month. One may not be inclined to practice such fasting, but because of his determination to make advancement in the science of Krishna consciousness, one should not fast, he should accept such bodily troubles when they are recommended. However, one should not fast unnecessarily or against Vedic injunctions. One should not fast for some political purpose. That is described in Bhagavad Gita as fasting in ignorance. And anything done in ignorance or passion does not lead to spiritual advancement. Everything done in the mode of goodness does not... Everything done in the mode of goodness does advance one, however, and fasting done in terms of the Vedic injunctions enriches one in spiritual knowledge. As far as charity is concerned, one should give 50% of his earnings to some good cause. And what is a good cause? It is that which is conducted in terms of Krishna consciousness. That is not only a good cause, but the best cause. Because Krishna is good, his cause is also good. Thus, charity should be given to a person who is engaged in Krishna consciousness. According to Vedic literature, it is enjoined that charity should be given to the Brahmanas. This practice is still followed, although not very nicely. In terms of the Vedic injunction, but still the injunction that charity should be given to the Brahmanas. Why? Because they are engaged in higher cultivation of spiritual knowledge. A Brahmana is supposed to devote his life, his whole life, to understanding Brahman. Brahmajanatiti Brahmana. One who knows Brahman is called a brahmana. This charity is offered to the brahmanas because they are always engaged in higher spiritual service and have no time to earn their livelihood. In the Vedic literature, charity is also to be awarded to one in the renounced order of life, the sannyasi. The sannyasis beg from door to door, not for money, but for missionary purposes. The system is that they go from door to door to awaken the householders from the slumber of ignorance. Because the householders are engaged in family affairs and have forgotten their actual purpose in life, awakening their Krishna consciousness, it is the business of the sannyasis to go as beggars to the householders and encourage them to be Krishna conscious. As it is stated in the Vedas, one should awake and achieve what is due as it, as it is stated in the Vedas, one should awake and achieve what is due, to him, due him in this human form of life. This knowledge and method is distributed by the sannyasis. Hence, charity is to be given to the renouncer of life, to the brahmanas and similar good causes, not to any whimsical cause. Yasha's fame should be according to Lord Chaitanya. Yasha's fame should be according to Lord Chaitanya, who said that a man is famous when he is known as a great devotee. That is real fame. If one is becoming very a great man in Krishna consciousness And it is known that he is truly famous. One who who does not have such fame is infamous. All these qualities are manifest throughout the universe in human society and in the society of the demigods. There are many forms of humanity on other planets and these qualities are there. Now... For one who wants to advance in Krishna consciousness, Krishna creates all these qualities, but the person develops them himself from within. One who engages in the devotional service of the Supreme Lord develops all the good qualities as arranged by the Supreme Lord. Of whatever we find, good or bad, the origin is Krishna. Nothing can be manifested nothing can manifest itself in this material world which is not in Krishna. That is knowledge. Although we know that things are differently situated, we should realize that everything flows from Krishna. What a purport. Hare Krishna <clears throat> Text six. mahar sheyak saptapurve chatvaro manavastata madbava manasajata, jata yesham loka ima prachaha the seven great sages and before them the four other great sages and the manus progenitors of mankind come from me born from my mind And all the living beings populating the various planets descend from them. Purport The Lord is giving a genealogical synopsis of the universal population. Brahma is the original creature born out of the energy of the Supreme Lord, who is known as Hiranyagarbha. And from Brahma, all these seven great sages before the, and before them four other great sages namely Sanaka, Sananda, Sanatana and Sanatkumara and the four, 14 manus are manifested. All these 25 great sages are known as the patriarchs of the, of the living entities all over the universe. There are innumerable universes and innumerable planets within each universe. And each planet is full of population of different varieties. All of them are born of these twenty-five patriarchs. Brahma underwent penance for one thousand years of the demigods before he realized, by the grace of Krishna, how to create. Then from Brahma came Sanaka, Sanandana, Sanatana, and Sanat Kumara then Rudra and then the seven sages and in this way all the Brahmanas and Kshatriyas are born out of the energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Brahma is known as pratipa, Pratipatamaha Prapitamaha, the grandfather and Krishna is known as Pratipatamaha the father of the grandfather. Huh. That is stated in the 11th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, 1139. Chapter Sex 7. Etam bibhutim yogam cha mamayo vetitat so Vikal Pena Yogena yujite Natrasang One who is faithfully convi- one who is factually convinced of this opulence and mystic power of mind engages in unalloyed devotional service. Of this there is no doubt. Purport The highest summit of spiritual perfection is knowledge of the supreme personality of Godhead. Unless one is firmly convinced of the different opulences of the Supreme Lord, he cannot engage in devotional service. Generally, people, people know that God is great, but they do not know in detail how God is great. Here are the details. If one, factually know, if one knows factually how God is great, then naturally he becomes a surrendered soul and engages himself in the devotional service of the Lord. When one factually knows the opulences of the Supreme, there is no alternative but to surrender to Him. This factual knowledge can be known from the descriptions in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam and Bhagavad-gītā and similar literatures. In the administration of this universe, there are many demigods distributed throughout the planetary system and the chief of them are Brahma, Lord Shiva and the four great Kumaras and the other patriarchs There are many forefathers of the population of the universe and all of them are born of the Supreme Lord Krishna The Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is the original forefathers of all forefathers these are some of the opulences of the Supreme Lord. When one is firmly convinced of them, he accepts Krishna with great faith and without any doubt, and he engages in devotional service. All this particular knowledge is required in order to increase one's interest in the loving devotional service of your Lord. One should not neglect to understand fully how great Krishna is. For by knowing the greatness of Krishna one will be able to be fixed in sincere devotional service. Hare Krishna. So we'll stop our reading there tonight. It's all at 747. And tomorrow we will begin to hear the four seed verses. That we'll start. Our tomorrow's reading will, will begin with the four seed verses of the bhagavad-gītā okay so if anyone has any reflections please (coughs) be our guest
1: first is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi
0: Gopakanya Devi Dasi she's always first off the block most eager she, Hare Krishna
1: she says Hare Krishna dear Maharaj Jai Ho Jai Ho all glories to Srila Prabhupada
0: all glories to his divine grace Srila Prabhupada
1: the best part of the day
0: yes I could not agree more
1: from Bhakti Jason
0: oh Haribo Bhakti Jason
1: he says Hare Krishna Maharaj please accept my humble obeisances all glories to Sri the Prabhupada
0: Jai Sri Prabhupada
1: these four seed verses in chapter 10 are they also called Chatur Shloki they what? can be
0: by Sanskrit they can be called Chatur Shloki yes
1: and he says what
0: does Chatur Shloki mean four verses Chatra means four Shloki means verses and from Rati Manjari Haribo Rati
1: she says Jai Guru Maharaj
0: Jai Srila Prabhupada and
1: from Yadutama
0: Haribo Yadutama
1: He says, Hare Krishna, Gurudev.
0: Hare Krishna.
1: I'm ready for my inoculation. (laughs) And Bhaktarupa, he says, thank you for reading, Maharaj.
0: Hare Krishna, thank you for hearing.
1: And Jason says, thank you.
0: Hare Krishna. but sweet we have our uh, local hermit mm. Rasika who spends you know 25 hours a day in the chair uh, doing audio editing to the to see the Chaitanya Charitamrita audio book soon to be published released we hope Krishna Willing, and we are just started today to read the, uh, the proof here, rather, just just the corrections that have been made by the software, and he's so expert, and Bhakta Bland has joined the team, and he's super expert, and they're uh, reducing the number of uh, dub-ins that have to be done, which is at my great relief. Uh, and and here we are. We're we're getting to the end. We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Next is the is the is the um, the uh, what do they call it? Mastering, the mastering, the final mastering of the sound, and then it will go to the BBT for publication. So do you have some reflections?
2: Well, I just have one simple thought that stuck in my mind I just uh, thank you Guru Maharaj for reading every night like this and uh, giving us the opportunity to hear
0: Hare Krishna um,
2: it's just a, a quick and simple thought that um, kind of stuck out from this reading and that is where Srila Prabhupada points out that a worldly education and these types of this type of learning scholarly learning or uh, academic learning is not knowledge Mm. and that knowledge is that which comes from God and and from his representatives Mm. comes from the Vedas and the ultimate knowledge is knowledge of Krishna and uh, if we understood how wonderful and opulent he is we wouldn't want to know anything
0: else yeah we wouldn't need to know anything Mm -hmm. else
2: but uh, that idea <clears throat> that academic knowledge and uh, things that we approach on the mental platform are actually not knowledge.
0: Yeah, because all they are studying are the modes of nature, mm-hmm. the material energy. Mm-hmm. That's and all that's they're studying. They can't see or perceive or think about anything other than what they can see and taste and smell and touch with know, their with their gross senses. Which
2: is actually ignorance.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Transformation of the emotive ignorance. Hare Krishna. Internal nature.
2: Into forms that we categorize yes. and yes. slice and dice. And, and
0: try to own and control. <laughs> so And <silly>. enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> very, it is silly. What A person in knowledge sees these things as silly. But people who are in ignorance, they don't. They think it's very important. Mm-hmm. And they think that we're crazy. Mm-hmm. Hare Krishna. Hare so Hare be Hare. it.
2: <laughs> Thanks for thank you for giving us the opportunity to acquire knowledge each evening.
0: Well I'm just a peon, just trying to deliver the mail. Yes.
1: Rati Manjari says all glories to his grace Rasika Shiramani Prabhu.
0: Jai, thank you very much. That's duly noted. Thank and you approved for, and appreciated.
1: Thank you for your
0: sacrifice
1: and service.
0: Yes. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Rati, for your sincerity. All, to guru and guru and guru. All right. Shrimad Bhagavad Gita, as it is, ki jai. jai. Mm. Samabeda Bhakta Vrinda, ki jai. jai. Gaur Premanandi, Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. The ex- ever expanding knowledge and beauty, and bliss of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and knowledge about Him. Hare Krishna See you tomorrow. Haribo